This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too. So they're ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And he takes that chance! Welcome to the Andy Takes That Chance podcast. As social media dwelling town fans partake in a chorus of never forget where you've come from, it seems somewhat ironic that Take That will be gracing the Little Mix end next summer. In light of another defeat here asking if love ain't here anymore, I'm Matt, and with me today, all he does each night is pray for a town win, Neil, and wanting pressing back for good is Richard Kosmala. Wow, how much uh, time you spent on that, Matt? Beautiful. Too, too long, too long. Dearly me. Good evening. So, after that performance at Leicester, guys, how deep is your love? It's never ending tonight. Oh, that's, it? It. Oh, that's the last take that reference I've got. It's interesting for me because... You know, obviously we've had a few beatings so far this season in case anyone's been on another planet. Uh, but this one hurt me most. And I always think a good gauge is a couple of days after if you... Because I can kind of brush the other ones off. But this really hurt and stung, to be honest with you. I think, yeah, we took lead against Everton for a minute and what, whatever it's worth. But on Saturday, we had the platform. We had the start. You know, the pure boo boys, I, I could sense were kind of, wow, this is turning, you know, a little bit. I thought, this is it. We're in with a chance. And... Yeah, that the goal summed us up when we conceded the first. And yeah, I walked out of there thinking we'd blown a big opportunity and pretty down, to be honest with you, and struggling a little bit now to get back up again. But that's what I've got to do. I'm going to tell you my Leicester story and then I'm going to sit with my arms folded and my bottom lip out. So set off from, from my house here, over here. Um, picked up a couple of friends. So we set off about quarter past 11. Plenty of time, a couple of hours to Leicester. Um, popped down the motorway, arrived in Leicester, or just the start of Leicester at... Five to two, hit excruciatingly bad traffic. Touch of food poisoning for me as well on the way down. So I was feeling a little bit under the weather. Stuck in traffic for an hour and ten minutes. Arrived at the uh, somewhere where we can park at three o'clock. Missed our goal. Arrived in my seat. Eighteen minutes past three. Forty-five seconds later, Leicester have scored. I wanted to go home at that point. I'll be honest. You probably should have done. One interesting point with that first Leicester goal is that. At the time, at the game, our, our angle was bad. We're in the corner. But at the time, I looked at him and went, is he, is he offside, Iannaccio? And I watched it back on TV. Obviously, you watch it back, you slow it down. And it's difficult to tell. When Vardy plays the ball, you, you can see on the... 
I can post a picture on Twitter if anyone's that bothered. But you can see that Iannaccio's foot is in is in a different shade of the pitch because the pitch has got you know you you light green, dark green colours. And to me, he looked like he was at one foot offside. You can't blame the lines when they're running at warp speed strikers like Vardy and Iannaccio, aren't they? But one thing I thought was quite typical of the way things are going is that we don't get the decision. We're not especially a lucky side at the minute. We've we've made a good start and then that happens and. One thing is interesting is is it never gets picked when it's against us. It never seems to get picked up later. Do you know, match of the day goals on Sunday, it just seems to get brushed over, Cosy. No, well, got to remember, Adam McGuire was refing the game on Saturday, so we weren't going to get absolutely anything all afternoon. Uh, do my head in. It's incredible to see a guy who's had a good World Cup thinking all of a sudden he's, uh, you know, Billy Big Time, and well, I think he's ready for a move to Man United because he's dispelling all the traits that you need from a Man United centre half, just arguing with the ref and everything, but. Yeah, I'm glad I've got that out of the system. But yeah, disappointing. And but again, all three goals are there. So yeah, errors from us, but absolute clinical. There's nothing no more certain when they broke. You knew that in Nacho weren't gonna knock it past the post, whether we we're offside or not. Beautiful, you know, clinical. Uh, the goal from Madison, absolute top, top finish, as Paul Merson would say. And yeah, the end, Jamie Vardy, he's gone round Zankadi. That's the just thing that we don't have, and we'll probably touch on it later on, but the moment we had we knew old Lauren scored a goal for us, massive moment, and then two minutes later we were dead and, yeah, absolutely gutted. And I just thought, and what was worrying for me, that I don't think they're a, you know, quote Mr. Messing, a top, 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 top side, but they looked head and shoulders above us, especially with the finishing and quite worrying, really. Obviously, I missed the first 18 minutes, but... Until they scored, um, apparently we've done quite well. Our best spell. Yeah, I've missed the best spell. I should have just gone home, shouldn't I, yeah, at that point? But, 100%. But for me in the first half, was, there were little signs where we looked all right. Depoitcher started ahead of Mounier. Some have been calling for that. Depoitcher, I thought he had a pretty good first half. His hold-up play was pretty good. And then he, comes, should have walked, he should have walked off with a brace on Saturday. No, no two ways about yeah, it. Yeah, that second half, the, the thing is he doesn't even get a shot away. It gets stuck between his feet and it allows Harry Maguire a little bit of... Uh, Retribution for last yeah. for last September, doesn't it? It's disappointing because it's another game where we could arguably have got something had had things fallen for us, and it just doesn't seem to. Again, we sit here, don't we, every week with a little violin out, and we just seem to say, it "Just." I knew we were going to miss though, and if you remember the back of that Chelsea game, I had a feeling he could score. You remember that? You know, the goal obviously scored when it was with Rudiger when he, he got there and he smashed. It. He, they were anticipating. I thought he could do it. Come on, you know. But on Saturday, I just thought, I just thought, I knew he's going to miss that. I don't know. I think it's just the confidence from from us all. We're just desperate, just desperate for a bit of run. Yeah, we're just desperate for that win, that bit of luck, that you know, that buoyancy that we we could get off off something you know positive. And yeah, thing is, we've started, haven't we? We've, we've started a goal early doors, best possible start you can have. What were we three, four minutes in when we scored, and then I mean, what what's happening on their equaliser? God only knows. I mean, I know Derm has put his hand up and said, "I apologise, it's my fault," but why? Why is Lossell the only town player in our half from our, from our corner? The deepest player back as well, I think, when I actually put the ball in the next Kachunga as well. Yeah, he was. But well, to, to get caught like that against a team that are notoriously good on the break, when he got paid, I mean, Vardy, that's what Vardy is. Vardy is your man who gets your break, outruns you, and nine times out of ten he scores. Obviously, this time he's made it for Iannaccio, but... Don't you think it's ironic, though, when we've been crying out for you for positivity and, you know, getting forward and things, but after 90 minutes, you just kind of use your brain slides, isn't it? Because yeah. part of me wants to, inside our thinking, 
well, hang on a minute, Cosy, you've been crying out for a positive play. We all have. And so I can't really knock that. You know, we're going forward. But then I'm thinking, hang on a minute. I'm looking at that clock. It's, it says yourself, nine, it? it says 19, not 91. And yeah. we mentioned it about Stoke, didn't we? How naive we were with 10 minutes to go. Yeah. You know, we've been bombing Lossell forward. It, again, we just, we don't help ourselves. We haven't had the look, but we're not very smart, are we? We completely switched off. It was just, it was schoolboy stuff. And you don't expect that at this level. Well, and, and to be fair, you just you can't get away with it at this level. It's the teams that are far, far better than us. And like the, the most frustrating thing is the fact that it's Leicester, and that is what they do. That is exactly what they play for. Is getting you on the break. They do it again. They've done it against the teams that are a lot better than us. So to get caught out like that when you've got your own corner is just criminal, in my opinion. After 19 minutes, though, Neil, it's not as if like no, we're, we're, we're too, not chasing, no, yeah, not yeah. like a cup match or something. Unbelievable, really, but. Anyone watching that think that that's a team heading to the championship? But yeah. so it, it, town seem to have a habit of doing this. Uh, Neil is we get a corner and we make it a dangerous situation for ourselves. And it's it's not the first time. And I'm quite pleased Brentford seemed to take a little bit of heat off us with the the goal they conceded. If you've seen that one, if you haven't seen that one, have a look at it. The the guy passes it straight to a, a Derby player and they run up the pitch and score. It wasn't quite that bad, but again, it's the same. We, I'm pretty much going to sit here and say the same things as I did last week, and I'm going to get boring, to be honest. We've lined up in a 3-4-3, a three, three, which I quite like, I'll be honest. Um, but it doesn't work when your front three are so static and they want the ball to the feet. It was just, there's the one occasion where there's been a little bit of movement and Depoach has gone through one-on-one and, yeah. and missed that chance. But again, Van Lepara's not had a great game. He's done okay, but not it, had a great game. It just shows you at fine margins, though, because you've got Depoach going through on that doesn't score and then within minutes Dear Carvey's on makes a, an awful mistake gives a free kick away they score so from possibly 2-1 up you're 2-1 down and from then on it's it's a long road back Touch like a cement mixer was that one wasn't it but yeah. the, the my point is with the three from half time onwards Leicester came out and you could tell within the first minute they were up for this it's one all they're up for it and we just didn't look like we wanted to be out there for spells in that game. And what was really frustrating is you could see gradually Town retreating a couple of yards deeper, a couple of yards deeper, a couple of yards and deeper. And that got even worse when we went to four. But with that 3-4-3, three, three, I moaned about it last week. I'm going to moan about it again. It's the complete lack of movement, which is really stifling us because those three up front are just stood static constantly. And when you stood static, it's easy to defend against. And what's happening is we can't get out from a defensive position so Leicester is squeezing 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 and those three are just because they're stood there and then they're dropping deeper we just get into a cycle whereby we we drop pretty much into our own half and Leicester can dictate the game and the problem again is that there's nothing in that in that you know usually it's the final third but in this time it's Leicester's half whereby there's no link up there's no Van Lepara found departure with a great ball for that one-on-one it was really good piece of play from from Van Lepara but in terms of in terms of you know a plan of what we've got, there's there's no link up between those three. And so in terms of link up, then we're going going to end up edging back to the subject we weren't going to talk about, aren't we? So it's about picking your it's picking your players in it and picking the opponent and picking the time. I mean, you can't legislate for the rank bad abysmal defending on the first goal to get caught out so naively at this level, so early in a game, is when you've been in front as well. All three of them. It's were, just criminal. Rubbish, but then, but the, the first leads to the second to the third, doesn't it? You know, you, and you could literally see the confidence just sap away on Saturday. And they just, what they, they couldn't wait to get off that pitch. From from it being 2-1 onwards, they just couldn't wait to get out of there. Again, again, 
with regards to the static movement, we've we've scored a game from a set piece and we've created one or two chances from open play, but not enough. And people are again calling for Alex Pritchard, Cosy, and he came on. It was probably given a tough a tough intro. We were two one down, I think, at the time. I would switch formation and everyone had geared up for a three four three. So to throw him on in that yeah, and criticise him is not fair. I think if I were Pritchard, I'd be. A, I don't obviously, you know, people are hinting what could have gone on, and we touched on it last week behind the closed doors. But you felt very much like the Stoke game. I mean, we threw him on. It was almost like a bit of a, a Mickey tech in my eyes. And yeah, he had, a, you know, absolutely no chance of changing that game as well. I mean, you touched on it there, Neil, but could not get whatsoever. The, yeah, we had to make a change and be more positive. But Congolo off? No, is it? We we all love Schindler. We all love Zanka, but. It was on a yellow card. That's the only thing I can think of. Why yeah, he went, but, but you, you, yeah. if, if when you're chasing a game, you leave your most solid base on the pitch, and so to, to sub Congo or me, it's, unless his legs hanging off, I'd never sub him. He, he, he's he's sort of the the talisman from the back, and he? he's well, lads just different class. So to sub him was just a, a bizarre, bizarre decision for me. Yeah, it would. I really walked out of there proper down. I mean, what a ground that is. It's just a graveyard for us. And I was lucky enough to be there when Mark Willis got us, you know, that cup win. But after that, we've just been absolutely battered by plenty of goals and, and things and that as well. And, uh, yeah, really disappointing. And you want to look on the positives. I mean, we'll come on to probably in a minute a table from I've pulled out from six games in this time last season. But ultimately, it's just... You can't hire people getting raged with opinions that Huddersfield... When we got back on the courts, the driver said that Radio Leicester said it was the worst Premier team we've seen at the the, uh, King Power Stadium in the last 12 to 18 months. And you couldn't argue with that, could you? We were so slow. Apart from the second half of war there last season. Yeah, (laughs) but I I heard someone say we scored... last year, to be fair. I think Sky comments have said that Huddersfield scored too early or, or, or that, but... God, do we have to score after 92 minutes to win a game? Nah, is, is it as bad as that? Well, there's no such thing as a bad time at scoring a goal for no, me. No, mate. That, that should have been the catalyst. But like you said, Matt, and that's the thing I noticed, we just got, it was almost like an amateur. We just got pushed back and pushed back and pushed back and ultimately ended it in, like most of our games have been, where just they just dominated with possession. And yeah, we had the chance to go back in front. But disappointingly, it was just you know very predictable and yeah disappointing. Look, I thought the fans were good on Saturday. I know Matt, you had a different opinion, but well, I'd say they were bad. I think I was just sat in a particularly yeah. bad moany area, and mm. we weren't as loud. I didn't think. I took a video and like I do on uh, at the end on Saturday with the you know the fans and the noise. We love the other seal, the other seal. It sounded really impressive to say that we'd just been beaten. It's probably against in the car it. park at that time as well. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But I, I thought the fans stuck with them. I thought they were you know pretty good on Saturday and. Feeding on scraps, never mind Mooney and De Potra. The fans are feeding on scraps at the moment. No, that's right. And you look to social media, Neil, and one person that they're looking at to make a difference is is Alex Pritchard. And we 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 talked about him at great length last week. He, I did try and have a look at some some stats because there is you know for me that I quite like that three four three in terms of it frees Billing and Moy up a little bit more than what the four two three one does to you know get forward and do things. And so you kind of think, where does Pritchard fit in? And I've always thought Pritchard's got really good delivery. You know, he is a number 10, but can he play, maybe play right? You know, could he do any better than what Kachunga did on the day at Diakabi? And I had a look at his crossing statistics, and he's got a crossing accuracy of 27%, which is pretty good. 
um, all things being told. And I had a look at the guy who usually plays right wing back and he's he's put 121 crosses in over the course of this and last season and we've got one goal from it. And it goes back to what you just said, Cosy, right, as well, about stat. about predictability. And we're so predictable. And one thing that I want, when, when we talked about Pritchard last week, one thing I said is when he gets the ball, he's all wrong for us because nobody moves. Again, it goes back to being static. And I had a look and since he signed, there's 17 appearances, one goal, one assist according to the Premier League website, but someone else has him with two assists, five chances created. And he's only put one through ball through in the time that he's been with the football club. As a number 10, one through ball, which shows you how static the strikers are. And and that's the problem for me is people are looking at him as a white knight who's going to come and save our season. But he's got, what's he got pro- to work the, the with? The problem that, that we're building with Pritchard is that is now seen as almost the saviour of this season to get him in and change it round. I don't but, think it's going to happen. But, but now, well, whether it does or it doesn't, I think the the, the pressure on Pritchard himself is, mm. is growing each week that we have a bad result and that he's not involved. But what was O'Neill though? What another guy, ironically from Norwich, <clears throat> great season for them last season. James Madison looked absolute class. He looked the precision with his goal. He but you know track the player. He's been England on the 21s. To me, he's going to end up with Chilwell in the senior side. He looked everything. I was thinking, wow, we've signed the wrong guy here. But we had the guy. You know, that, that Norwich fans were raving about that. Even Tottenham fans clapped on the pitch. So obviously, he must have left a bit of a memory with them in his short spell there. But it's so frustrating. I'm, oh God, I don't want to go on about it again. We touched on it last week. But James Madison were class on Saturday. And I'm thinking, I wish we had a player like that. But I think we've got him. It's called Alex Pritchard. I don't think he's in the same class. To be honest, I, I generally don't. I think he's a good player. He's a nice little technical player, but he's not. He's not our. I just, Zaha, I just think not the, the, the time's come for me just to. Uh, he's not going to do any worse if you throw him in. Absolutely, I don't think you can judge him. We've never seen him enough of him. He's made seventeen appearances. We're judging Madison. We were on about. We did that last week. Yeah, we split with sub appearances, etc. It's very, very limited. It's something like fourteen starts, though. There's enough games for me. If if we can say Madison's a great player after two or three at Leicester, I'm sure we can say. Eighteen minutes ago on Saturday, eighteen lousy minutes, rubbish. When it was uh, game over. Mm. But again, it goes back to a, a point as well about how you're right, Neil, in terms of pressure, and, and I think town fans do. I think we've all got a habit of building players up when they're not playing, and they all of a sudden become twice as good as what they actually Absolutely, are. Absolutely, yeah. And. For me, he's he's not a saviour, but he's a technically a good player who can maybe create something. It'd be, it'd be nice just to throw see a point of difference. Yeah, just just throw just him in. something a little bit different. I mean, we've we've seen bits of Diakabe. I'll be honest. I'm reserving. I think un, unsure is probably the, the the best word to use at the moment. He seems to be his preferred one rather than Benza, doesn't he? At the yeah. moment, if he's, yeah. someone's going to come and, on, and Benza, we've we've not well, we saw Benza for what about ten fifteen minutes against Palace when. We were up against it. The one thing that, because obviously we had a, not the greatest view at that ground and had had a bit of a drink as predicted on here last week, but the way Jimmy Vardy pulled away from uh, Zanka, it made him look like he had the edge on him before. But when I watched it, I'm just thinking, Zanka, just haul him down. Be nasty. Do something, you know, yeah, get a cynical foul. Because I, I, a few people debated with me on the Twitter, said he'd been sent off. And I, I'm not so sure he would. Maybe he would have done with that report. It's not the point for me. We just... 
he's gone. Goodbye. I'm not going to do anything about it. And, and it's just like that yeah. acceptance. And that, to me, is somewhere we're at the moment. I know someone cheekily put, well, that worked well with Johnny Ogg. But all I'm saying is I want a team that's want to scrap and fight. We've lost the ball. Fight back. That was Wagner's other sealed a, a bit and that would have stopped a goal. Yeah, it would. And people said it game over there again. Anyway, it wasn't. 75 minutes gone. Well, you know, who knows? We could have come back. So... Yeah. But he's just like, oh, he's gone. He's going to score. He's, yeah. I just like, I, I don't am, like to I'm see that, man. I don't like it. Uh, right, Cosy, you have um, a league table you want to discuss. I do. Uh, I'm just, <laughs> we've seen some quite amusing things on social media, some various efforts to try and keep spirits up and what have you and stuff. So this is my effort, attempt to do it. I know you can pull it to bits either way. So I pulled up a table after six games uh, like we are this season. Obviously, we're the strongest team at the moment because we're holding everyone up. Bum. But yeah, this time last year we were eighth. Uh, we played six games, we'd won two, drawn three, and lost one, and we were set on nine points. I think the interesting thing on this table is that the bottom three at the time, Crystal Palace, which probably everyone knows, lost six out of six at this point. Bournemouth, second bottom, lost five out of six uh, with three points, just won one game. And West Ham, uh, four points out of six games. So you're looking, obviously, at the three that went down at this stage, Stoke. Uh, at five points on 15th. West Brom, amazingly, with 10th uh, with eight points. I think what I'm trying to say is that it's not it's not at the end of the world. It's not a good deal by any stretch. No, but I suppose a counter-argument, as I was mentioning, you look at them three at the bottom, West Ham, Bournemouth, Palace, they all, you all knew at the time that they surely got to be better than what they were. They're a lot more firepower, you know, goals in, in them and that as well, something that we're kind of lacking and, the, again, it just comes down with our signings, uh, lads. I, I just honestly believe that is where it's going to be won or lost this season. You, you mentioned about you know Pritchard maybe in the big white hope with Ramadan Sobe. You know, it's a massive ask for a guy who probably didn't do brilliant at Stoke last season, but we're seeing him in the gym and what have you. But for me, it's it, I think whether we stop up or not, it's going to be a ball about getting anything out of Alex Pritchard and these new signings because I refuse to believe we've hardly seen any of them, but there's no way we can spend this money and they just give us what they've got so far. It, but it's concerning. There's no doubt about it. And uh, yeah, uh, I just look and think it's not the end of the world, but you look at these two home games coming up, wowee, you couldn't ask for any worse, really. Maybe Man City, but Tottenham and Liverpool. So it, Burnley have bounced back into form. I suppose I tried to make this a positive thing, but yeah, it's not... It's easy to look at the bottom and think, get getting depressed, but I'm just looking and thinking... Mm. When is it going to spark, Neil? Can you? When's it going to spark, mate? There's, the evidence is is damning at the moment. It, it's it's just tough times, and I think this is probably the, the most downbeat pod that we've done by an absolute country mile so far. I think I think the defeat on Saturday has affected us all a bit, really. I don't, it was the traffic for me. Oh. <laughs> it was it, well, it was just a, a bit of a shocker, and uh, with Tottenham coming up, obviously not easy. Then you got Burnley away, who were just starting to turn around a bit after getting knocked out of Europa League. But and maybe it's Liverpool. just maybe it's just going to be one of those moments. Maybe a, I know Man United's a bit different last season because we were, we'd had the points in the bag and we they did feel have that feel good factor. But maybe just some miraculous. It can happen. You never know, mate. It, it, yeah. can, it can happen. Yeah. All, all it takes is Harry Kane to hit post and time to score another billing long throw corner routine and make sure we keep door shut at the other end. It's, yeah, it, I mean, it, I watched a bit. Happen. I watched a bit of their game in Brighton. You could maybe argue they're a bit better than what we are at the moment. But they obviously they were in front. Uh, they were, you know, looking as though if anyone were going to win with them. But again, the one thing that pops out here, we saw it less on Saturday, but 
Eric Lamella, absolute stunner, just clinical finish. They even, it was just an half chance. Yeah. And that's what they've got that we haven't. So yeah. it is, they'll, they'll come up, they'll think they're going to win easily. But I just don't think. work in our favour on Saturday, though, for me. Yeah. That, that, that could very well work in our favour. But are we going to do anything different and setting up wise or. Yeah, I know we, we mentioned Mooney and De Potter. That ain't going to happen, hopefully. But I don't know. Maybe we'll go sling and then on from the start. Go for it. or Because we all know what happened to Tottenham last season, didn't we? You know, the, we fought fire with fire. You can, you can argue that Tottenham last year is probably the where our tactical regression has probably stemmed from. And Brighton are a really good example as well. Because Brighton, what Chris Hewton's done there, he's done a really good job, but they've never wavered from their MO. They've played this, they've come up mm. playing a certain way. They've continued to play a certain way throughout. And there's, you look at the table now, we're bottom of the league, two points. It's no way a done deal that Huddersfield Town are going down. You know, we can stay up. Yeah. But for me, it rests on David Wagner going back to what made Huddersfield Town, Huddersfield Town during 2016 17 and the first half of last year, whereby. We got in people's faces and we were aggressive. And we're still aggressive to a degree, but we just need to be more on the front foot, more willing to engage than run away. Like, you know, we talked about the third goal at Leicester. And it's a big ass, but I think I what, look, what, you look at Brighton and, and they've never wavered. So, I, mm. and I think what may be interesting to me, Matt, is that we're going to be getting to this territory now where, you know, we went to Everton and the point's a good point. And you could maybe say the same against Burnley, but the longer we go without winning games, you're going to, for me, you're going to have to do something a little bit different. I'd, we'll obviously cover Burnley next week, but I'd like to see us go there and have a bit of a go. And, and we're, we're going to have to soon do something different. And that and this kind of cautious approach is, you know, points away are not going to be good enough. So unless we start winning, I know it's an obvious thing to say, but to me, is he going to abandon something? Or you're just kind of saying, bring back what, what, what we had. I, I think it's just getting to that dangerous territory now where it's not, you know, obviously we can stay up, but points at Burnley and need probably not going to need to be you know probably going for it and the, on, get three. the only thing I'd say is that if Huddersfield Town are to stay up this would be Wagner's biggest miracle so far he's already done two and this third one for me would outweigh both of them it's a big call to ask for three on bounce isn't it it's it is but the guy's call. capable oh absolutely and for, for the people who were saying Wagner out not for me get in the N- seat not, not for me my, my example would be uh, Burnley when they were struggling Got relegated under Sean Dice, didn't panic, mm. kept him, came back up, built, and gone from strength to strength since. So it's. Uh, I remember we bet him Neil. Uh, I think God, Phil Robinson, what it know? I thought it might be Robinson or someone, you know, that ilk. But yeah, and it was a Tuesday night, and we won, and they were Dice. I remember they phoning and what have you, and that's it. He's took them as far as he can go, and yeah. obviously the rest is uh, kind of history. But this is the thing. I, I honestly. Yeah. I don't think changing the manager would do any any good at all. I can't even believe we're even speaking about it. But who would we get? Though? Exactly, man. Who would we get? Who, Paul Clement. Who, who would you want? Exactly. And if we go down, and you want someone to take us back up, who who would you want? David Wagner. It's an absolute no-brainer for me. And anybody who's asked saying Wagner out, sort yourself out. Just, Everybody not, gets frustrated, don't they? Yeah. And, and things come we're, out we're wrong sometimes. And I, I'll be honest, I think that's probably come across more in this podcast than any other yeah, one. We're, we're all frustrated, but. For, for calling for a change of a manager, Thank, thankfully, we've got a sensible man in charge who, uh, who won't make that decision. You knew the drill, though, Neil, once Schindler got his penalty. You know, we all thought one season. And I think this is the, where the big the argument is at the moment because the people that are, 
you know, like probably we are, we remember the Macclesfield away and all yeah. this carry on and stuff. But there's people and maybe rightly, you know, saying, well, hang on a minute. You know, does that mean we just have to accept kind of second best and that as well? Because I'm chilled with it all, to be honest with you. I think I sit somewhere sort of getting splinters, to be honest. Cause They're it's, both kind of fairish comments, in, yeah, in it's, but both extremes, aren't they? People were saying, like you say, about should we just accept where we are because we've been good for a couple of years? Then you got the other argument saying, why how can you accept, possibly yeah, why we vary away this? from that when he's done so well for the last couple of years? I sort of sit somewhere in between. Not that I'm, a, I'm not advocating Wagner. I love him. He stays for me. If we went down, we tell low points and Derby went down. If we stay with those points, he still stays for me. So the best man to take us on again next year. I just hope that something clicks for him that we either have a bit of a change of look, a bit of a change of how we go about it, maybe. Yeah, it, it could just be a deflected is. goal, and, yeah, it just, and it changes yeah, so, the whole. It lifts the whole squad. Somebody's ass and can change the whole season. It is, yeah. it is that simple. Absolutely, it's, but Wagner out so it's, it's ridiculous. I don't think the tool is social media is a bit of a battlefield. You know, it's, it's like anything in sport. If you're not winning, you're getting you know people with sounding off. And to be fair, people paying good money and etc. But it is. I did think I felt down on Saturday. I didn't want to put any reactionary posts. I kind of stayed at Cleveland even get involved with radio leads, but. It didn't surprise me to see some of the posts that are on no. there, and and the trouble is, it's making it's a bit of a it's because people are just saying, well, I'm gonna, you know, remember how good it was and stuff, and I, I kind of did that last year, but I'm kind of just so, social yeah, media yeah. amplifies everything. Yeah. There's a lot of people out to wind town fans up for a reaction as well. I mean, we talked yeah. about Agent Durham before; he'll he'll be in there sticking it in. Yeah. How Robbie Savage gets a gig with the BBC. Shambles. Annoys me. He's, he's Neil, a, you're getting mad about people tagging players in though. That's bunny. It's proper low. The I hate it. It's the one thing it? that I absolutely despise is people adding players directly on Twitter to tell them how bad they've been, how poor they've been. They shouldn't be anywhere near our club. Leave this that, and the other. I just think it's disgraceful. I, don't, I just don't understand it. Have a, have a pop by all means. It happens everywhere, doesn't it? Mo- moan Not about to... somebody, do whatever you want, but to act somebody directly, end of the day, these lads are doing a job. We're, we're widely recognised as one of the weakest sides in this Premier League. And that's not playing us down, that's a fact. That's just a plain, simple fact. We all knew that was going to be the case when we came up. And these lads, whatever anybody thinks, are out there trying the best. And you can say they're not, you can argue that all day long, but you've got to trust that they're out there giving their best. But atting people and to tell them how bad they are and try and get support for your argument and then spelling players' names wrong to incorporate certain words and what have you. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but no, pack it in, leave Twitter, don't be a pillock. Because usually what we do is... Because, Neil, I noticed you sent out um, a tweet, didn't you, on Saturday after the game, just looking for a bit of reaction. Um, and I did notice the reaction we got after the game on Saturday is, is night and day away from what we get on a Tuesday morning if we ask for it, you know, because people do... Football's an emotive sport, it's, it's isn't an emotional it? It's sad, lads. I mean, after. remember our little gathering after Manchester City? I, I found that real eye-opener and, and kind of respect for... A, you know, kind of your Jeff Shreves and what have you who put a microphone under a Mourinho spew yeah. when they're not beating Wolves and we would be in battle with Man City and where the emotions were now, we'd, it's really, really difficult, it isn't is it? it? But I think on the keyboard and, and stuff, I mean, I didn't listen to Radio Leeds funny, I had a Leeds fan who tweeted me, because I, I put a post out, you know, kind of saying, 
were there, whatever division. But says you're in a minority if you heard some of the chat and radio leads, demands to be entertained. I think some of these callers weren't at Bury on a wet Tuesday night in League Two. Many forgotten where you've come from. Modern You made your own modern, entertainment back then, didn't modern you? Modern <laughs> football fans, but again we've kind of touched on that and it is it's frustrating, but I think it depends what you're in it for, Neil, doesn't it? I, yeah. I there's some people who are in it just to win. I, I'm not a win at all cost merchants, but I do like to be entertained. I mean, it's funny. You, 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 don't, be you, enter- don't, you don't watch town for a combined no. whatever, no. How, however many years, what's three have watched town for? If you turn up for the win, you turn up to have a day with your mates, to have a good, I mean, I, I don't really, I don't drink before a game, I drive, so, but I turn up and I can remember being sat there against Swindon or whoever, surrounded by the same people where we sit on Killerbank. And we just have a good crack, whether we're playing Swindon, whether we're playing Man U. It's all about that for me. And if you win and you're playing well, brilliant. But I'm still going to go up week after if it's been awful. Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. I've lost. So I, I get the entertainment thing. I get it. It is an entertainment. It's what you're paying for. People go for different reasons, yeah, don't but they? but if you go to football expecting to win and expecting to be entertained, you're, in, you're watching the wrong game. It's interesting, right? Like Everton, I remember, you know, their, their fam, they won all and they, they were like walking out 85, weren't they? Yeah. And that, it's like the game's in the balance, but for some people it were like, they got up and won a corner as, as well. they got given a corner. Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it is. But again, it just proves that some people's like, even if they won, it's like, well, I'm not getting what I want. See, I'm not I'm yeah. happy with the new one. They're entitled to it's do it. It's only Huddersfield. It's, it's all very odd. There'll have been a lot of that involved. Yeah, in absolutely. I'll, I'll read a few tweets out. I've got a few in front of me from um, the game on Saturday as well. And there's some good ones, actually. So Alfie Kennedy's... I think the way Alfie's sent this is really good because he sent it in the in the heat of the moment. And it's a really sensible one, which where he's put, we played well first half. I think people are overreacting uh, with the start information. We created chances and the goals were down to individual errors. If uh, he thinks we can win the game, if if Departure puts that away, and we're just in desperate need of a, a match winner like Madison and Zaha, and, and that's that's a really good tweet, is that? And, yeah, um, Thanks, Alfie, for for doing that. And Watson as well's um, sent in is is a little bit more different in terms of that he's mentioned that it comes down to formation for him. Um, he he thinks the wingers are a bit more orthodox and perform better as orthodox wingers and. And then Pritchard as a number ten and wants four two three one because he thinks it's a better balance for us. Which again's fine. It's subjective. Um, I like the three because it stops the running through the middle. But four two three but one from an attacking of, sense does make sense. Without slagging individuals off. Yeah, these are great tweets. Yeah, great tweets and Graham Ellis as well tweeted in. 
you think he's after a job next to Robbie Savage, isn't he, on Five Live? He's got the, he's already the got looks him. already, hasn't he? So, yeah, so Paul Dobbins said the Pritchard debate's a good listen to. Rumoured to be Town's highest played player. I, I, from what I know, I know that's not true, uh, Paul. Um, doesn't get a look in. He's the player that can create things <clears throat> Excuse me, in a, a spark around the box. And again, that's another point, because Pritchard, you would expect, can turn on something, dink something into the box, and we can score from it. Dean Ball says Moy's been poor recently, but I thought Moy was really good against Crystal Palace, but he didn't have a great game, did he, against... He was chalking cheese. He was yeah. very, very good against Palace and not, not so good Saturday. Yeah, and a couple of people mentioning the wingers, and Jody Calvert said, still feel we've not seen enough of Diakabi and Benzer and Sobi, which, again, is another sensible comment because they've come in and they've not really had a chance to get the get the beak wet, so to speak, have they? Um, she mentions Colin Quiner, actually, but... The way it's going with the wide men, Colin's going to be back in soon. Yeah, we've not seen <laughs> enough from you know from the wingers, but it's yeah, it's it's disappointing. And is Colin the answer? No, no, I don't no, think he is. He's a, he's a great guy, and some of the stories are, I do like the Colin Quiner one. Just you can just tell he's a he's genuinely a great bloke, isn't he? top fella. Yeah, and what he's done for us since he came. If you could wish one player faulty. to be Premier League class, you'd yeah, want it to yeah, be Colin be and Kachunga. They're both yeah. sort of. Really good But characters. I think what we've seen in Dee Carvey so far, I think he's uh, definitely dividing the fans. Um, obviously, the tackle that started the that gave away the free kick for the second goal Saturday and really ended him. <laughs> it was a to touch, many. really, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the Leicester fans that they ended him. <laughs> yeah. But I think until we've seen him with a decent run of games, um, you know, and Benza, I think it's safe to say none of us know anything about him. I don't think he knows what's about him. He no. kind of comes on and looks a bit confused, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, but, but he doesn't speak language either, does he? So no, it's going to be tough for him. We, yeah. Again, one thing we kind of we, we gloss up, we don't really talk about is these guys have moved from a different country and it, yeah. and it takes some settling in as well. But it's not like they've come from... Season when we were getting Bradford. absolutely slated at start of season from after Palace match onwards for being lazy, for being this, for being that, for being He's other. carrying an injury for but a while. But he, he got injured and we're carrying that for a while and he went out for a while. I believe, he's only 21. Moved abroad he's on his 23, own. Yeah, he's he's young, 23. Yeah, yeah. yeah 22, got 23. burgled, etc., etc. That, that's, that's some baptism moving to a new country, plus the expectation of being and he had, you uh, know, an 11, 11 and a half million pound player. And as he was moving over, there was a, someone, I think it was the president of Montpellier, died and yeah, apparently was yeah, quite close to him as well. Was that, so. was that the delay when he signed? Yeah, he, he went he, over he, there. Because he, he'd be like a funeral. father figure for yeah. money. So. And he, he's a player I like a lot, is Mounier, but... He hasn't scored this season, and no. if quite rightly, Depoitre was given a chance. So, but yeah. he'll be back, and no doubt he'll bag, bag a few at some point. But we need him. So, moving on from so, thanks for everyone for getting in touch with Twitter, and to be honest, cheered me up slightly because I was going on a bit of a negative downward spiral there. So, I'm, I'm snapping out of that now. And and one thing that always makes me snap out of my negative spiral, Neil, is our new feature. You're unbelievable. You're so unbelievable. So, Neil, you've been on social media Whopper Watch this week. Are you going to reveal to everybody what you've found? We have indeed been on Whopper Watch, and this has been... I know it's only the second one, but this has been... I, I have, I'm expecting this to be probably the easiest one we've ever done. Um, 
an honourable mention first for a Newcastle fan who, following on from their obsession with net spend over the last year or so, um, one Newcastle fan came up this week with a, the best tweet I've seen this season, in fairness, about how Rafa is a footballing god because their goal difference, despite playing apparently harder teams than Town and Cardiff, keeps them firmly above us in 18th place. Also in the relegation zone. It was, we've lost to these three teams, they've lost to these two teams. Yeah. Ridiculous. Which was a bit bizarre. Ridiculous, but their goal difference is minus four or five and ours is 11. So the net but, spend whoppers have become so the, the goal spend, difference whoppers. now the goal difference whoppers. Right. So that was, a, that was a highly amusing for me this week. Um, but we had a clear standout winner. And any town fan that's followed social media, particularly our local, I'll call it a paper, local paper, um, will have come across this particular cretin over the last 18 months or so. Um, a totally unprovoked tweet he put on a few days back saying, had a great birthday with a laughing face. With a picture of town bottom of the league. When did he put it on? Neil, after the game? Does it give a time or? Um, seven minutes past 11 at night. So he clearly had a couple of shandy bass with his tea. Mm-hmm. Um, and then somebody had questioned it, had a bit of a go back. And he said, "How? because oh, he'd not used capitals. And somebody um, responded and he, he put, how about this for capitals? And then in full caps, relegation. So... It clearly started losing the plot and had another shandy by then. And then he's tried to balance it out a bit and got it epically wrong with this tweet. He's put, funny how I arrived in Huddersfield and HTFC.com immediately went up. As soon as I leave, they start to drop and on my birthday, they go bottom. It's going to be a long, hard season, I'm afraid. Hashtag full circle. Hashtag life is strange. Hashtag up the town. Um... And then somebody's replied again and said, why have you left? Because you're a shocking journalist. To which he's replied, sadly, it's too much of a small town mentality meant it wasn't ready for 21st century journalism. (laughs) 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 If, if, If Blake's form of reporting is 21st century journalism... Doesn't use three letter words and clickbait. Please... Please rest in peace, journalism, because that is the end. So a comfortable winner for this week's Whopper of the Week is Blake the Whopper Welton. He's clearly got an agenda. I mean, I uh, put a tweet, because I, I laugh at myself, and, and I don't take life too seriously in case you haven't noticed, but there were a, a funny thing on Friday when uh, I think there were the points fairly between Leeds and Huddersfield on the train line. So I... Uh, seized on that there have been a points fairly since August but the first person to retweet it were Blake Welton so to me he's obviously there's an axe to grind there there's know, some salt somewhere. isn't there well let, let's be honest his, his um, downfall I mean how, how you can come across so epically badly in arguably the best season in our modern history when we got promoted to he the Premier League. He had the easiest job oh, in the world. Comfortably easiest job. Just report on a, on a very good, very successful, not only in football the best club, season of our lives. the season, the, the whole thing, the town was buzzing. And, and he tried his best 
to make that sound awful, screaming for Mark Hudson to retire and this, that and the other. And it's so division between fans, didn't it? between yeah. fans and anything negative he got, he retweeted it, he milked it. And this has been coming a long time and sadly, we, we report that he's, uh, he's actually lost his job at the examiner now. Despite him saying left, I did hear on the grapevine whether this is true, I'll always... You know, put my hands up if not, but apparently it wasn't of his choosing that he left. Good. I wouldn't wish anybody out of work, but what an absolutely cretinous individual. So good riddance. The only the only thing I will say is that some of the diatribe he got was a bit over the top, and I agree with some of the stuff he said afterwards, but I don't but, have as much when, sympathy when, with when him because of the way he's gone about it. As you are on the local team, when... During his time here, it's probably been, you know, like we say, the most successful period. How do you to, mess to that up? To come across so badly in that period is, you, you, you are, that's monumentally bad, isn't it? I don't understand how he no. did it. And clickbait, little articles that intimate one thing and don't actually say anything in them. Yeah. The internet journalism is... <laughs> it's gone downhill badly, hasn't it? it? But it is, but, I mean, it's like I saw something the other day on the Evening Post when someone had died and... And put like a tearful emoji, and it's just like you gotta be putting stuff yeah. like it's almost like they've it's a bit you know, people left college and what have you, and just trying to make a name for themselves. Put clickbait, yeah. but as we've seen, kind of you know, it's almost like the talk sports school of journalism is just kind but of when, when you're reporting and, you, and, yeah. you've, and you've got any kind of emoji involved in it at all. I'm sorry, but you're not yeah. reporting, are you? You, you? you don't get that. I mean, obviously, is it is a is good friend of yours, but Richard Sutcliffe is. He's comfortably the, the best local report around here. Because he'll teach you something you didn't know half the time because I've had yeah. it. Jim, but you'll, watch the, you'll read his report on a, on a Monday and what have you and think, wow, forgot about that. Or, yeah, yeah that's a great point or something. That's but it's always rare balanced. It's, never, it's yeah. never up one way. It's never down yeah. the other way. It's always very sensible, very level-headed. But like you say, he does, he does the hard yards. He's at Bradford tonight watching Everton under 21. Yeah. So he's, no, you know, he's, 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 a, he's a proper old school reporter. Yeah, it's really, really and he's, good. He's, he's, you know, it's well worth a read. So. But he's, he's observational, though, as well. He doesn't just say what happened. He, he spots things that you probably wouldn't have noticed. Yeah. And he, he edu- he, the best journalists, for me, educate. They don't yeah. lure you in with false headlines for you to click on adverti- you know, advertisements. It's just, for me, I, the two I like the most are, are national ones, are Henry Winter and Jonathan, I can't remember how you pronounce it. It's like Jonathan Liu, isn't it? Uh, those, for me, are really, really top class I'll I'll read anything well, they, they put. Henry great. Winter did the piece on David Wagner Henry, a couple of weeks ago. Henry was, Winter could uh, write about it, Brexit, and I would read it. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he, is, he's he is very very good. Is Henry Winter? He is, and but there is there's a, I think Cosi, you nailed it with the Talksport thing, and there seems to be a university of whopperage where all these people are are coming out with first class honours. You want to learn something though? That's just what I mean. It's like that Paul Mercer thing last night. The debate didn't matter, didn't because you're looking for insight and and you know to learn. It's like. You're like, look, Modric is so Paul, he's, he's won this the best award. You know, yeah, he's a top, top player. You know, I could see at Tottenham and against Croatia, you know, against England in the semi-finals, he was really good. So it's clearly not done any homework. I can't. He really roused me because I know so many people who deserve, a, maybe in my opinion, a chance to broadcast or write at a high level. And they'd work, they do their homework, they work hard, they, and they don't get half of the platform. Some of these on that Moose guy, I mean, wow. Just, I mean, he needs to stick to reading the news. The thing, thing is, though, I mean, but he loves himself, and people give him this. They, they've done image. that piece this weekend, haven't they? That Henry Winter replied to actually about um, his Newcastle a big club, this, that, and the other. And 
It was clearly Cos's favourite subject. It was clearly yeah. done though to get a reaction. Yeah, and it worked. And then he's come out today with some kind of thinly veiled apology, which he went. Probably ah. that, that. Let's be honest. That's all part of the plan. They've got the ridiculously. They've got the eyes and the yeah, ears. Yeah, they've got the they? ridiculous reaction that they were looking for. That's it's a, it. Would have, as soon as he came out with that, it would have talk sport special. And Blake Welton, don't the fall fact for that it. he's not even good enough to get there, just about sums him up. Let's move on from Whoppers. graduates of the University of of Whoppers and, yeah. and move on to the game this Saturday. Bit of an easy one. <laughs> yeah, um, unfortunately, it's, I'm, I'm going to miss it, which is uh, I'm not happy about, but m- m- needs must. Um, but it is. It's a. It's a. It's a tough game. But it's one of those where it could be a season-changing game. And I think if you don't, you've got to go positive. There's not. We've had the bit of a well, downbeat start Watford, to this Watford, podcast. Watford had a go at them and beat them. Yeah. They're Brighton, fallible. Brighton were unlucky against them not to get anything. They're not. They're not on the greatest form. They're fallible. No. They, they should beat us, but they're not. They've, they've they're had not one. Re- they've had one very good performance this season where they took Man United cleaners. But Johnny Og back in, that. Johnny Og back in, Johnny Og back in. Let's kick, let's show some fight, get him back. I agree. Yeah, I think in a game like Tottenham, you want Jonathan Hogg Johnny back in, Johnny Og must yeah. play. But do you, who do you drop? Do you drop Billy or Moy or do you play I, I, all three? I, I don't even think it's a case of dropping anybody. I just think it's a case of in a game like that. Well, you have sure. to get Hogg back in. Don't no, you? but I don't call it dropping, I call it changing, rotating. rotating. Okay, I, don't, I, don't, I don't particularly like the dropping phrase no that's fair um, um, who do you rotate out then I, I think I think we might see one of the wider players disappear from the starting line I think Billing has done more than enough to keep his shirt for me yep. I think Aaron Moy Palace at home he was back to his best Leicester didn't have a great game we'll gloss over that but one, you've yeah. you've got to be brave to leave Aaron Moy out if you Saturday. If you're going to do anything at Huddersfield Town, Aaron Moy has to play. play for for me, all three of them play Saturday. Okay. And for me, I think you have to play Van Lepara in these games as well because he gets you up the pitch. Van Lepara's got a start. No, the final third is decision-making ropey, but... uh, I think Kachunga's more than likely the one who will miss out. Which means Chris Lerva would have to drop out. Depends how he plays it, doesn't he? Depends if he goes flat-back five. I think he'll go five. Which I think he will. It'll probably be a... So I think you'll have Zanka, Schindler, Congolo. I think he'll start with Derm again. I think he'll start with Lever again. I think that'll be your five. Lever's again. Lever, I thought played well against Leicester. I couldn't. I couldn't fault him again. Um, it's a case of whether you go five three one one, isn't it, with Pritchard behind De Poitre or Mounier, or you pick Van Lepar and, and it's, have it's all with some books. Let's be honest. We we ain't got a clue what team's going to be on Saturday. But it doesn't pick itself, does it? No, no, no. And I think that's probably part of the problem at the moment is it don't pick itself. Um, but hopefully, whatever whatever goes out there puts in a, a town worthy performance. And I, I just want to see. I want to say. I want to say. I'd love to say. I'm not there. Um, but I just you want town to just get in get in Tottenham's faces, make it uncomfortable. So if you stand off against these, they will football you to death. Absolutely, football. It doesn't matter what formation you play, who plays. If you're not in the faces, they'll batter you. They'll just run you absolutely ragged. So, I want to see Johnny Og rattling a few. I want to see Moy get in amongst. I want to see three centre halves get in amongst. Lerva for me has been one of the picks for the last few weeks. 
I think he's got to keep his place. And I think he adds a bit of balance down left-hand side, also likes a tackle. I don't think his job will be getting forward as much this weekend, but we shall see. So yeah. it's, all, it's all a play There's, there's a number of cases, aren't there? And I, yeah. I'm sure if you ask 10 people, the, not all of them would pick a different side, but you get three Pretty or four much. different combinations, yeah. wouldn't you? So um, I don't think it's the game we're going to win, I'm sorry to say. I think Spurs have probably got a bit too much for us. Uh, one guy who predicts us to win every week is Richard Cosmala. <laughs> I know, and I, I criticise him, Paul Merson and others, but no, uh, yeah, I think a reverse psychology <laughs> this time. I think, yeah, I can't see us winning, but again, just that identity you were on about, Matt, early on, that fight, you know, kick a few around and do what Brighton did, really. I mean, obviously, I want to try and get a positive result, but I like what they did on Saturday. They really give it a go, and the crowd, you know, can... One on one, I think you'll I, see a turn. I think if if towns start at home in the faces and getting in amongst them and making challenges, uh, and I'm not saying being dirty, just getting the make, make, you know, get in there and tackle a few sort of shall we call them wholehearted tackles and just you know flatten a few of them and let them know that they're in for a tough ride straight away. That gets crowd on your side instantly. I don't think Tottenham's keeper's all up to much. Uh, I think it's called Gazaniga, I think he's called. But obviously, Lloris has you know, been in the headlines for the wrong reasons. But the big question is, can we get can we get to test him? That's the thing. When when Town lose, I, I shut down from all forms of football. I don't watch any. So I didn't watch the Brighton Spurs game. So did Deli Ali play? No, substitute. Uh, he came on. But so Lamella came off the bench he? and he scored as, as well. But I mean, their, their bench would be really strong on Saturday. But <laughs> to be fair, they could pick three reserves behind that striker yeah. and they'd all be decent, wouldn't they? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, Lucas has started the season really well, scored a you know, great goal at Old Trafford. And yeah, you could go through all of their, you know, Chris Nellix and I mean, their players. <coughs> the, the, these are games, though, that town yeah. players and fans should be oh, excited. If for. I were a player Saturday, Neil, I'd be like, wow, you know, this yeah. is my time here. I could make myself an absolute legend. And I suppose the big thing is getting all of that ball in it because when you're chasing it... We don't want to see Harry Kane getting a standing ovation no, for being excellent again. not again. No. We want to see Harry Kane slumping off. Absolutely. You know, yeah. sick of getting clattered, etc. For me, Johnny Ogg back in, setting yeah. the tempo, first yeah, five, John, ten Johnny minutes. Johnny Ogg plays for me. No, yeah. no brainer. Absolutely. It'd be interesting what kind of the uh, you know the mood the fans come in with in that as well. And I'd like to think they, you know, they will really give it their all and... Because let's be honest, most of the people are going to come in and think we're probably going to get nothing today. So to yeah. me, so you're not to lose, just yeah, get, nothing yeah. to lose. Let, let's have a go, you know. And I just hope that none of this negativity we've mentioned on the social media can. I didn't personally hear anything on Saturday, but I hope that it can maybe transfer its, you know, the positivity that we're we're knowing in it. Because it's hard, isn't it, when you when we're losing and we're not seeing much attacking, we're not getting much of the ball to keep going, and much yeah. to be made of the south stand, you know, it's, it goes quite etc. Cetera, et cetera. But I, I would back them this season. I think they've done a good job under. You know, tough circumstances with not much happening on the pitch, but why not? Can you imagine that Saturday if we, yeah, <laughs> well maybe right, we're, yeah. we're, but honestly, beats up. And and the honestly, Neil, the season would just absolutely it, it would rock. If it I were there. Wagner, you know, that just I'd be like saying that lads, this could be the moment. You and, want them bouncing yeah. off at walls before they leave yeah. that dressing room on Saturday. Definitely, mate, and that as well. But ultimately, just just give us everything that you've got on yeah. that as well, and. The lot. Yeah, the, the big thing is obviously mistakes like last Saturday, as we are obvious thing to say, but that anything like that, and we're, we're going to be an end of a cricket score, to be honest with you. But but let's hope we've got his mistakes out of the way and yeah. 
you know, a different mentality. I'd like to see him better have a go on, on Saturday. I don't think he will. But yeah, let's just surprise him, do something different. And I, I'll be maybe honest, he could be a legend, mate. He I'll could be honest, be... apart from Johnny Oak, I couldn't care less who he picks on Saturday. It's just about getting 11 out there to get in amongst them and, and, and put in a performance. And I know we go on about this terrier spirit and the identity. For me, that's, that, that's been lost this season. And I think if they can get even a half of that, 50% back of that terrier spirit, I think that can go a long way to not necessarily getting a positive result on Saturday, but performance that you can walk away and be proud of. Mm. That that could change things. Yeah, I think what were interesting with the spirit on Saturday, if I can recall, let me get this right so I don't misquote anyone, but Lossell came over to the fans. Uh, I think Zanka came over to the fans. Them two always do, to yeah. be fair. <laughs> right. Quite, those two, they? Quite a few just kind of, you know, Slope. kind of sloped off. But yeah. forget about the past. We can only change what's coming up yeah. in the future. And I'd, honestly, I'm, I'm abroad on Saturday, but I'm going to be determined to find a bar with it on. And uh, yeah, it's... Come on, town, you know, surprise us, do something well, different. I'll, I'll be travelling back, laid out in the back of a car with a <laughs> God knows whatever, how many staples in my leg. So and then Sports Spot will come on. Did it, did it, did it. And a big shock in the Premier League today. That'll do for me. <laughs> You'd take a point now, wouldn't you? Well, yeah. would you ever, but. Yeah, of course you would. You'd take a point. Is this the point where we play We Could Be Heroes just for one day and fade <laughs> out the show? But yeah. But it no. can happen. Yeah. I go back to last season again, getting against Man U. No. Nobody. And the two away games. I was gonna say, I was gonna say something which you'd have probably looked to me a bit blank, you know, what what's the weather forecast for, for Saturday? Because I remember that Man United game there was a bit of a torrential it downpour. It was meant to be decent, and, and meant to be dry and get a bit warmer, so it was gonna be decent. Because yeah. that torrential <laughs> downpour and, and eleven players getting at you, some players yeah. just kinda go don't fancy yeah, this not, today. Yeah, not so for me. you kind of need yeah. something whereby Tottenham just go, do you know what? I don't fancy this. Yeah, you do. And hopefully it's Jonathan Hogg snapping at your ankles, trying to win the ball. And the thing is, we have got passed. the capability in that squad to get points. And I, I'd argue that all day long. As as poor as this starts at season's been points wise and what have you, I'd still I still believe that there's po- I still believe there's points there for us. And it's just about getting that little bit of luck, getting a penalty, you know, getting your free kick on edge of the box, getting the deflection, etc., etc. And that it can it can totally transform your season. And let's hope, let's hope that I miss a fantastic three points on Saturday. That pretty much concludes um, what we're going to talk about this week. So coming up in some future episodes, we should have a couple of things which some fans should hopefully find very exciting. So we'll have part two of our Whoppers and Weapons uh, Worst 11 team coming soon. We'll also have, uh, we've also got scheduled in a, an interview with a friend of yours, Cosy, Johnny Buchan. Is it Buchan, Buchan? Yeah, John's going to come on and uh, kind of obviously been getting a, a bit of stick, shall we say, with Radio Leeds and, you know, who's on what frequency and the other stuff and that as well. So, be good to have Johnny on, obviously give his you know side of the story, and that was also a bit of an uh, an exclusive for us, and also giving a bit of an insight on a guy who's obviously not really seen us in a few games this season, but spent most of his last few years in Sheffield. So it'd be interesting to get his opinion on town as a kind of from an outsider, really, and that as well. So hopefully he'll be uh, coming I'd in on the back of a of a miracle against Spurs. But I'd like to hear his story from Hillsborough in, in May two thousand seventeen if he was there as well. I think what's funny about that, but the uh, he went to give me a lift home that night, uh, but he had to wait so long for Carlos Carvalho that he'd have said it's better you make your own way home. So I managed to catch a lift off someone else, but 
Old Carlos had his dream, but yeah. Anyway, but yeah, no, it'd be good to have Johnny on and uh, hopefully get a few questions from you know some of the listeners as well. Keep it clean. So he's ready for the stick, though. He is. <laughs> I, I know. So I'll put a tweet out and uh, we'll come armed for uh, for Johnny's. It's good of him to come on and and do that as well. So with nothing left to do, Cosy, apart from you to sing us out. Thank you for listening. Over to you, Richard Cosmala. Take my hand. Take my all. I can just see Russ Fotherby with his scarf out. And I can't help <laughs> falling in love with this way. Fed it out, Matt. You. I'm expecting a second verse. <laughs> is this the moment for Lee Fowler? It is. Take your place in Division Two, Huddersfield Town. He's missed. Steve Simonson clears the flame of the goal and collapses in a heap of tears. Pete's got a chance and scores! Jack Pete scores! Heffel is in there! Smith scores for Northfield Town! 3-2 Town! For a sherry, Danny Ward saves. Danny Ward saves. The quarter's in. Round the hair. Two 0 on a field town. Christopher Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And he takes that chance. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via muck delivery afterwards. Three points, nut nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.